This is The Junk Project, a podcast about the mental, emotional, and physical junk that we carry in our business and life, along with practical ways to get rid of it. And now, here's your host, Michelle Hill. Hey, welcome to The Junk Project. I'm your host, Michelle Hill. And today, we have the awesome opportunity to be joined with our awesome guest, Steve Gamlin. So please, Steve, share, share, uh, how do I say it? Share with us about yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. And first off, let me just say congratulations on the podcast. I'm so proud of you for all the work you've done uh, to get this far. So, and I'm honored to be one of your early guests. So my name is Steve Gamlin. I am known professionally as the motivational firewood guy and the vision board guy. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach, creator of the vision board mastery learning program. And uh, so far, four books that have been published. And I'm working on two more for this year. So we're just we're just getting all that good energy out there happening and helping people to see their desired futures. I love that because the vision boards are, um, I, I'm working on that but they're really amazing. And that's what you do is you really help people focus on those vision boards. And I'm still learning exactly how they are. Do you want to explain a little bit more? Sure. And so many people out there, when they hear vision boards, they go, oh yeah, Steve, I went to one of those vision board parties. And I say, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's kind of like resolutions, goals. It's something. Vision board parties, vision board mastery. What a lot of people do is they treat it like an arts and crafts project. They'll get together with some people, maybe have some wine, cheese, cracker, scissors, and get some magazines and cut out pictures that appeal to them, slap them on a board, and think they have set their future in motion. Now, again, to a tiny, tiny extent, maybe they have. But what I do is work with people on designing the exact future they wish to create and enjoy in all areas of their life, their career, their finances, their physical health, their emotional well-being, their relationships, their ethics, morals, and values that are going to guide their entire journey, their faith and spirituality, if that's a big part of their lives, and their connection to the world in a real way. So that it's not just the guru starter kit, like, let me get a picture of a Lamborghini and a mansion and a yacht and a private jet, slap it on a board and go, oh, my life's going to rock. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I have to admit. Um... people how to take those steps to get with, to first off, know what they really do want, yeah. why they want it, and then take the steps to get there. So it sounds like you do more detail and way more focused on what you're going after and how to go that way and the result when you get there, which is really cool because I need to work on that. And uh, I don't, I don't like the, uh, just slap the pictures up there and write, oh yeah, this is what I want. This is, you know, where I'm, because you're right. There's no there's no detail in it. There's no focus to it. It's just, this is what I want. Let's put it on the board. And this means I'm going to get it. And it doesn't actually work that way. You got to be more detailed into it. So that's really awesome. So I have some interesting questions I want to ask if you don't mind. Fire away. One of them is, uh, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? It would say, actually, it'd be a picture of me with my coffee mug that I had designed, which I'm never allowed <laughs> to have liquid in because sometimes I tilt it over the, the laptop. <laughs> uh, my billboard would say, see it, be it, do it, which is the most basic way that I explain to people 
what I do. You know, sometimes I love that. Say, Steve, what do you do? I'm like, well, I create vision. They go, no, 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 make it easy so an eight-year-old can understand it. I go, oh, see it, be it, do it. Yeah, I'm not eight-year-old, so I love everything that's, uh, you know, <laughs> super easy. I'll try. I'll be reading books. I'm like, okay, I can't read this book. It's too complex, you know. <laughs> so I love easy. Yeah. Okay, and I have another question. So, mm-hmm. how would your family and friends describe you? Uh, former class clown who now takes his life and his business and his health and everything much more seriously than ever before. I love that. I know you work out, you work out like five days a week or yeah, five to six or even seven. If I, yeah. uh, if I don't sleep in too late on a Sunday. Yeah. And I love your stories. You post about that. Cause it's always you, after your workout, you seem to walk around in that shopping center and pick up the trash and put the carts back and you know, just simple things that people seem to overlook or leave out or not care, you know, and I, I always think that's really neat. So I always uh, remember that when I'm at the store, you know, hey, park the cart. Steve's watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got so. me shaking my finger over your shoulder. Going, Come on. It's a few more it. steps. And it's funny because I actually work out from home now. But when I was uh, working out at the gym, I would do those big laps. And someone asked the other day, they go, Steve, how long have you been working out at home? I said, oh, gosh, maybe four months or so, five Mm -hmm. months. They say, can you imagine how much trash in in tipped over shopping carts are in that old parking lot? I go, dang, I never thought of it like that. Well, I hope somebody's picking them all up. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? (laughs) Uh, In the 90s, we had invented a parking brake for shopping carts. And... It was really funny because once we installed them on the stores, we we were watching people take the carts and and the stores had a little, uh, you know, hill to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like going down towards the store. So they would ride the shopping carts and use the brakes to stop them. And I'm like, well, at least we know it works. I'm like, whatever. So it's just weird. Oh, man. Yeah. Crash test. I mean, now, see, <laughs> I, I weigh right now in the mid 220s. So you've got to have a really full cart for me to ride. Without, <laughs> you know, you see those people sometimes in the TikTok videos. They're doing the, the Titanic, you know, with the arms out on the king of the world. Oh, yes. Yes. And the front of the cart lifts up yeah. and they slam yeah. down. And yeah, there's, there's got to be, you know, a, a, a pack of soda or, you know, a couple of gallons <laughs> of milk in there to offset me these days. So that's really funny. I love it. I'm love careful. It. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Oh, very easy. It's called The Go-Giver by two gentlemen named Bob Berg and John David Mann. And it came out in the, right around 2007. And I actually met one of the authors, Bob Berg when it came out and I just found it so fascinating. And it's the book that has radically changed me personally and professionally ever since. I think that's awesome. I'm always wanting to find ways to give with my business. And I I always find it difficult because I'm not quite sure how to incorporate that yet. So I'm working on it. So I love getting people's feedbacks and books. And this has come up a couple of times. So I'm definitely going to have to get this book now and get yeah. your books. What are the titles of your books? Uh, my books are the personal development books are 20 to life in a good way, which is 20 positive quotes and calls to actions. Uh, my second personal development book was called, Oh, yay, another quote book. And that had 52 quotes in it, positive quote, call to action. And then one written by a little rescued Yorkie Pomeranian named Super Teddy. That was called Bust Out of Your Crate, Super Teddy's Top 20 Tips for People to Be as Happy as Dogs. Oh, I love that. I am a dog lover. 
I love that one. That is awesome. I had a customer one time who had a little bitty dog and I was coming to do a removal and I'm like, oh my God, can I hold your dog? And she's like, yeah. And I, I don't know where I went, but I was not there. And it was probably about five minutes. And she's like, Hey, can I have my dog back? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just holding the dog and kissing on it. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, how embarrassing. But you know what? It makes a great story. So <laughs> yeah, which is, Hey, I thought it was part of the removal. I was just, you know, take, taking all these valuable things away and repurposing yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. I was going to keep them, but Hey, since you want them back, you know, <laughs> yep. so, okay. I have another one. Mm -hmm. How would you describe yourself? I describe myself as a really fun, exciting little bubble of humor, kindness, and just a deep caring for leaving as many situations per day better than I find them. Yeah. I think that is like spot on amazing because that's exactly what you do. Every time I see your post, it's always inspirational, motivational uplifting, positive. Hey, if you're doing this, stop, do this. I just think they're great. I love your posts. I love them. I hate that. I, I, I'm not on Facebook as much as I'd like to be. And, uh, I miss a lot of things I've noticed because it's like the end of the day sometimes where I can get back on it. But, um, so another question is what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to make a difference every single day doing things that I love doing. You know, it's not necessarily donating $10 million and getting my name on a building. I actually could not care less about that. I just, my ultimate goal is to just walk through the world every day and leave it a little better behind me because I was there. Even paying a compliment to a stranger, holding a door, but also making laughter happen every day is a, is a huge goal of mine. I love that. I I call my ultimate goal jacking with people because I love messing with them. Right. So uh, if I'm going to quick trip or something, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. I don't even care how old you are. But if I'm walking towards the door and somebody's close behind me, I'm like, I'll race you. They're like, what? You know, they have no clue what's going on. I'm like, dude, I won. (laughs) So, you know, but it just seems to cheer them up. And, you know, it's just fun. Right. It just, uh, whatever mood they're in, it just kind of gets them out of it and wakes them up. Yeah. So what would you say you are the most proudest of? Um, That one's actually very easy. It is opening an email on June 16th, 2007, that I almost deleted as spam because I thought it was junk mail. And I realized it was from a girl named Tina that I'd gone to high school with and hadn't seen or spoken to in 21 years at that point. And it just happened to be 10 days after I wrote down in my journal, I am ready to fall in love. I'd been divorced for three and a half years by then. And uh, Tina and I are celebrating our 15th anniversary this June. How awesome. How awesome. Where do y'all live? We live in a little town in Southern New Hampshire, out in the woods on a dead end street, off another dead end street. So we're, we're pretty out here and it's really quiet, but luckily we have good internet. So I just... Set up shop out here in my recording studio in the woods. I love it. Now, how long have you been doing like the Motivational Firewood uh, podcast? Um, well, the podcast has been around for about 12 years or so. Oh, wow. But I've been speaking now. This will be my 18th year. Wow. That's amazing. That is, that's what I'm working on getting under my belt. 
And I keep realizing I should quit dropping out of Toastmasters, but hey, whatever. (laughs) I just hope people don't count my ands, ifs, buts, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the real world that doesn't happen in Toastmasters. Yeah. You know, people don't applaud for you the whole time you're walking to the stage in the (laughs) real world like they have to at Toastmasters. I discovered that one time and I got all the way to the stage you know, 10 minutes of uh, 10 seconds of applause, five minutes of silence. And I said, Hey, at Toastmasters, they told them to clap the whole way. So I had to run. <laughs> Get up oh, that's there. funny. It's, I love that. I love it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far because yet I, I keep not showing up for the meeting. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> just take the tools in that first manual. Seriously. Yeah. That's all you'll ever need. And just, it, it's just like with our, with the, what we do inside of Apex mm-hmm. and in our own businesses. We do the basics over and over and over. We get really good at those. And then we make them ours and put a thumbprint on it because there are things I do and say in the way I do things that violate several major rules of Toastmasters, but I wow. don't care. Wow. You wouldn't think, I mean, you're a great I get paid speaker. and I've won trophies breaking the rules. So I'm good. I'm, good. I'm just me. Always. Yeah. And that, you know what, that's, I think that's the most important. I spent so much of my life in junior high and stuff, trying to be everybody else. And I'd be, oh, I like the way she looks, or I'd like the way she talks. And I would try and emulate that. And, you know, it just doesn't come out the same because it's not the same. Right. So, uh, it's taken me, I don't know, long time to get it figured out. (laughs) Just be yourself, you know, be be the most authentic version of yourself. The right people will show up and the right people will be attracted and the right people will love on you for it. Yeah. And I, just, I love that I, you and find your audience they'll, yeah. or they'll find you. And that's, that's just who I am. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what would be your favorite quote? My favorite quote is actually from the super Teddy book and it's quote number two from the book. And it says, wake up every day and wag yourself happy. I love that. It just means put something positive in your head every morning. And, and the world is is a very imperfect place. I get that. And I'm not all sunshine and rainbows and, you know, unicorns riding rainbows and farting glitter across the sky. So <laughs> what that quote means is just intentionally in the morning, put something in your head and in your heart. And of course, the food you put in you, mm-hmm. it's going to bring you positivity. If, if you like to laugh first thing in the morning, you listen to something funny, a comedian, or you watch something funny on YouTube. If your faith is very important to you, then read from whatever your good book is five minutes in the morning. Um, I love to listen to motivation and classic rock when I'm working out, you know, the first few, cause I walk a mile between my basement and garage, 29 laps. I listen to classic rock and then I listen to positivity. So I, I wake up every day, wag myself happy. I intentionally put things in my ears, in my brain and in my heart. They're going to start me off in a good place versus just watching the news and listening to people fight on social media. Yeah. I had to quit watching the news yeah. a long time ago, probably over 10 years because it was starting to drag me down and I'm like, I can't do anything about it. Right. It's one thing I have no problem listening to problems if I can do something about it, but to listen and go, okay, uh, I'm not in this position to do anything. I I can't listen. So I had to turn that off. And and like you, I love listening to podcasts and, and motivational stuff and get Mm -hmm. off your butt, go do something. And I loved what you said about the unicorn because I have a dump trailer and I, I'm wanting to figure out what color to paint it. And I didn't want to put my business stuff on it because I know I'm weird. I wanted to put on the back of the trailer, uh, unifar- unicorn farts inside, stay back 200 feet. 
So I'm trying to figure out right now what color to paint the trailer because I don't really want it too super girly because I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if my guys are going to dry it, drive it, but that's, I think what I want to put on the back of it is. <laughs> well, you could do like a blue sky with maybe a couple of, you know, gray clouds in it. And then just, yeah. you know, a little unicorn. I mean, you know, cause that's blue is a, is a guy color. It's a jeans yeah. color, which I wear jeans all the time. So yeah. you could probably get away with that. You know, I don't know. You know, I think it was funny driving around in a hot pink trailer, but not everybody thinks that. <laughs> Put it this yeah. way: you gotta you gotta be jacked enough to be able to 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 be cool yeah. driving it. And then if somebody gives you crap, you look at them, you go, "Got a problem?" No, <laughs> <laughs> I like your trailer, exactly. sir. <laughs> That's right. Watch out for them unicorns. Yeah, they're they're vicious. <laughs> Baked um, beans and glitter. It's a bad combination. <laughs> I just thought that would be funny. Um, yeah. I like telling people we are DFW's best kept secret because I have no marketing on my vehicle at all. And, wow. and I really do that. Well, for different reasons, but one of them is I just don't think it's the neighbor's business to know what the customer is having done or, you know, oh, they've got all this stuff in their house and, mm -hmm. you know, they're junky or, you know, I think they're hoarders or something like that. Yeah. So I just figured, you know what? We have referrals. That's how we're born. So there you go. So off this, uh, you said you had mentioned the color. So now I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is actually purple. It's the color of royalty. And I, I've just always been fascinated by it. You know, like black and purple. Uh, you know, I was a teenager in the 80s. So there was a lot of, you know, purple in, in rock star you know, outfits and mm -hmm. all the videos and all this stuff. And I'm just, there's a certain power to it because it's, it's a color that's respected because like I said, it's the color of royalty. And my, my, my first name, Steven means crown garland or royalty. And my mom said, if you ever get famous and change your name, I'll smack you into next week. I oh, named you for royalty. So I oh, go I with the it. royal color of purple as well. I have to figure out what Michelle means. I think I looked it up one time and it said superior. And I'm like, nah, I don't like that one. <laughs> That's just weird. But purple <laughs> is my favorite color too. So I go. like it. I won't do purple hair. My husband's like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and when Tina and I first reconnected, she had the tiniest hints of purple highlights in her blonde hair, which I always just oh, thought that's so pretty. cool. Yeah. She now had a that's great stylist who, who did it. So you couldn't even always see it. You had to look at it just right. It was like a little secret. Yeah. In there. yeah. So well, she's I, royalty too. Anyway, she's, she's an absolute, she really is. I know, I know y'all are super close and just amazing, amazing power couple. I think y'all. So yeah. it's you. awesome. Um, so let's see. You already, um, what, tell me about a time that you failed and learned from it. <laughs> uh, that would be my, uh, when I was 34 and 35, <laughs> just all in that whole area uh, yeah. in the early two thousands, I made a single decision that absolutely blew up my entire life and just demolished everything I'd worked hard for. Wow. Um, I was on the, I was in the radio industry for 10 years. I was a rock radio morning show producer. Um, for 10 years up in New England. And I worked about 15 years worth of hours and I owned a DJ company. So I was DJing weddings on the weekend. So I was working six, seven days a week for years. Wow. And was so burned out. One day I said, 
I can't do this anymore. And I quit my radio career without a full-time job to go to. I just had my little part-time DJ business on the side. <laughs> and that led to me getting divorced, led to me obviously having no career, took a huge financial hit. And any semblance of financial security I built up went away. And I realized uh, through my own negligence that I was about $62,000 in credit card debt, in, in a business wow. loan debt at one point. So that was the big mistake. That was, uh, you know, the way I went about it and the rashness and not thinking in advance. Yeah, it was a mistake. And some people say there are no mistakes. They're only learning experiences. Tell you what, that was a big mistake <laughs> that I would never want to do or repeat again. Yeah. But what it led to was me in August of 03, hitting golf balls in a thunderstorm under power lines, barefoot in the wet grass on a hot Friday afternoon, daring God to hit me. Whoa. And the next day or a day after that, I was talking with my brand new life coach that I just started working with. And he says, mm -hmm. how was your week? And I said, let me tell you what I did. And I just told the story about hitting golf balls in a thunderstorm. I just made it really funny. Mm -hmm. And he asked, you ever thought of being a motivational speaker or a stand-up comedian? And I said, I've wanted to do both most of my life. I never knew how to do it or had the guts to even try. Wow. He pointed me to a comedy class and Toastmasters. And within three weeks, I was attending both. Did stand up for seven years, been a speaker for almost 18. And uh, very happy that I made that mistake when I did, because it's taught me so much about how I operate through life now. Yeah, I, I read in my devotions this morning, and I, I meant to take a picture, but I forgot. But it was basically saying that it doesn't matter what your mistakes are. God makes something good out of them every time, right? Yeah. So I love, I, it really hit me this time. I mean, I read this devotional book all the time. You know, mm -hmm. when, every day I read another page and I'm behind as far as the date goes. I don't, I don't keep up with the dates. But I just thought, wow, this is crazy because I don't ever look at something always coming good out of my mistakes. But when I read that, it just really hit me that it doesn't matter what I do and how I mess it up. Something good is going to come out of it. And I thought, man, that's so comforting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just it just took so much stress off me because I'm like, OK, good. I don't care either. <laughs> so this is awesome. Yeah. You know, we, we just learn and we put our best yeah. self out there. And we also go through if you start to have the attitude of, OK, this is this happened or i chose this and this okay what good could come out of this which is a much better question than just looking around going oh my gosh what else could possibly go wrong yeah because the universe goes oh <laughs> yes. okay hold on let me dig into my pocket and, and you know find a giant turd to throw at you because yeah we get what we focus on and you just keep looking for even that tiniest bit of light yeah to get out yeah to find something better i i think that's just amazing i mean i have my my personal battles as well and sometimes i have them a lot lately i, I haven't had them in a while mm -hmm. and i've really worked on teaching myself just um to be optimistic and positive so even if somebody is a horrible person or they did a horrible crime i'll find something good right if it's mm -hmm. only like oh he has a nice shirt just something that teaches me to look for the positive in everything yep. right and yep. so i don't know if it's like butterflies and unicorns all the time in my world well yeah it is but 
<laughs> that's the world I live in. And then I pop out in reality and check out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back in. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just, I just make it my reality. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's to say what the world is really like? I mean, I, and I know right now at the time of this broadcast, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. We've had right. a couple of years of very trying experiences. Yeah. I get that it's all going on. I'm not sitting here going la, 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 pretending it's not. That's all right. Okay. This is not perfect. My life's not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. What I'm going to go out there and do today is the best I can with what I've got. Now, I can't right now help people halfway around the world in really bad situations, but I can right. reach out to a shelter in my community and say, Hey, I've got $10. What do you need? I love that. Yeah. I love and that. We just, we, we plug ourselves into good energy. We, you know, and I said this the other day, cause somebody, mm -hmm. somebody gave me crap one time for not helping them in, you know, our little, our beach bum philanthropy giving mission 501c3. We try to help as many people locally as we can. Someone asked for help. I couldn't help. And they got mad at me. And I just said, wow. man, my heart can't bleed for everybody. I'm sorry. We're doing our best. And, and that's all we can do. We can't beat ourselves up because we can't help the whole world. Right. We just make a difference in our community. And if enough people do that, it makes a ripple and a ripple makes a wave and a wave crashes in goodness on a beach somewhere where it needs to land. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on wanting to start a 501c3 and everybody's like, well, what's it about? And I said, it's about you helping you because <laughs> I'm not here to hand out. Mm -hmm. I want to help people who are stuck in that rut, but they want to help themselves and they're willing to do the work. Those are the ones I want to help. And the mm -hmm. elderly, because I love the elderly. They're fun to mess with. <laughs> <laughs> They've been there, done that, and they'll probably just laugh right along with you. So yeah, yeah they, they are just the greatest. Uh, yeah. I, I was at a container store one time and this lady, she looked like she was 80. I don't know, 70, I don't know, but her mom was with her and her, you know, so very old. And I go, oh my God, you're just so cute. And it just shocked her so bad. She, she was so nervous. She couldn't get her money out. And she's like, nobody said that to me ever. And I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. Yep. <laughs> you know? So I, that, I love the elderly because they just get to be forgotten, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so my next question is, what is your superpower? Or what superpower would you want? My superpower is actually authenticity. And I say that all in capital letters in a bold font. I'm thinking like Gaudi Stout because those, those are big letters. Being who I am, and I, and I shared this on stage one time. I said, look, if, if any of you see me in the parking lot, please come up and say, hey. Mm -hmm. If you ever see me on the street somewhere, please come up and say hi and tell me that you were here because I'm the same person on stage, off stage, backstage, standing on the street corner. Or walking down the Captain Crunch aisle at the grocery store. Same person, every single place. I love it. I love it. I really appreciate you coming on my show. Um, you are just an amazing person. And I love being friends with you on Facebook and following everything that you're doing. And I wanted you to leave our audience your contact information so they could get in touch with you. Sounds great. You can find me on my website at motivationalfirewood.com. Or if you just want to have a conversation and see maybe things are a little stuck in life, my calendar is stevechats, C-H-A-T-S.com. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Steve. I truly appreciate you coming on. You're just an amazing person. I love following you. Um, I, I don't even know. You know what? 
Shakespeare has just run out of words for what to say for you. I had received a review like that. And that's exactly how I feel with talking with you. I mean, you're just amazing. I'm so. truly honored. And you are the coolest Uber driver I ever had because at oh, yeah, my very first live event down in, uh, in Dallas for yeah. Apex, you generously offered to swing out to my sister's house where I was staying. And we had just an incredible conversation on the way to the event. You did not need to do that, but I so appreciated it. I and that just about speaks that. to who you are as well. Yeah. I think you're pretty amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, you have an awesome day and we truly appreciate you, Steve. And for all you, my audience out there, I uh, hope you have an awesome day and just go be awesome. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notified as new episodes become available. And remember, it's just junk and you can get rid of it. <laughs>